Thanks so much for joining us for Faith in Four Letter Words, where we take an unapologetically real look at surviving the boys' club, perfect poly, and motherhood, all while living in a glass fishbowl. I'm Amanda Goodman. And I'm Tara Thomas. I just did what I used to do back in the day when I was a news anchor on the set, where you just get so comfortable that I'd like, you know, shove an Oreo in my mouth right before (laughs) they would cue me that we were live. And, And then I would have like, speck of food on my teeth or my throat would be dry because yes, I just ate something right before I was going to have to rely on my voice to do my job. Well, I was just eating the roasted almonds that I brought, (laughs) roasted and salted, seasoned with sea salt because I'm trying to be healthy. And everyone says, oh, almonds are so good for you. Well, almonds also like make my throat dry. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. So, why I'm eating those in the midst of recording and then you're gonna, the podcast. It's kind of like when I would eat peanuts. Like, right, I would always eat peanuts since, you know, low, I was always on low carb. And uh, mm-hmm. right before the news, and like the peanut dust catches you in the throat. <laughs> you're like joking. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, no, this is so funny because when you talk about healthy eating, I mean, I just, everyone who's ever been in our shoes can relate to this, where every year, you get to a point where, I mean, you've, we've been through so many diets and so much bombarded with, you know, try this, eat this, keto, low carb, Adkins, I mean, South Beach. And you you just, and Weight Watchers has probably over time been the most successful for me, but I've kind of had to abandon that and move more into, into the low carb, low sugar as I've gotten older. But this is what is so funny is you just get to a point. I mean, we're only in our 40s. My mom is still in her 70s, like watching her weight doing like right now, Jenny Craig. And so I just think it's so sad and depressing that we know that we are going to have a lifetime of possible diet plans slash monitoring our weight. And it's just, and I hate how, you know, you're so gung ho and you have that exhilaration when you are successful on a diet and you lose that 20 and 30 pounds. That is, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, and those of you who've been through this roller coaster like Amanda and me know this, that is actually the easiest part of the journey. The hardest part is keeping it off. And so that's the disclaimer, you know, under Marie Osmond on the Nutrisystem commercials. Like (laughs) most people are going to gain it all back and then some. And so that's depressing. And then the second thing is, I even found this like documentary on Netflix that you may have seen. And it's how Arnold Schwarzenegger for years was doing the stereotypical like drink eggs, seven eggs in the morning before weightlifting. Oh my gosh. Yes. And now he's been turned on to this whole life of all these like Olympic level athletes that are vegetarians and how meat is so bad for you. And so here's me like, oh, I'm being good. I'm eating a steak every day for six straight months because I'm low carb. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, no, Arnold Schwarzenegger says you're killing yourself. So I mean, so I was like excited And I will give the shout out to Sam's Club when they have like unique products that other stores don't sell. I found like last week, Amanda, and I was so excited about it, this veggie hemp bowl, it's called. And that's the name, veggie hemp, H-E-M-P bowl. And it has this almond butter dressing. It has sweet potatoes. It has like all these like incredible vegetables, like chickpeas. And I just thought, I would like that because I like vegetables, but I wouldn't love it. It's me like eating vegetables because I'm trying to do, you know, maybe less meat, more veggie, Mm -hmm. whatever. Let me tell you. And I kid you not, like I want, I was going to like want bring the, a sample to my friends to, to tell them like it changed my life. I told my husband it tasted so good. I have been like craving it and looking forward to it. I went and bought another box of it, like nervous, like what if they're out of stock? Because, you know, they change their products. 
Okay, so this is how funny our world is. You and I both, if we're fired up about something, passionate about something, I mean, obviously we we talk about it. We tell people, you know, we're not we're not silent. So I was hyping this hemp veggie bowl to my husband so much that he was like, "Oh my gosh, like I might like it then." And I said, it, "It's crazy, amazing, the flavor, everything." So I told him, like, "I will make you one, and then I'll just let you try it. And if you don't like it, which you'll love it, I mean, I love it. Like, I will then eat the one I heated up for you before I make one for me." So. I heat it up. I smell it. I'm all excited. And then I, he was like getting ready. He had to go back to work to do these job interviews for this new coach they're hiring. So then I was like, wait, try this veggie bowl. Amanda, I gave him one small bite of it. He said it was like the grossest thing he's ever tasted. <laughs> so it just womp, made me womp, laugh. Womp. Isn't it true it's funny. Yeah. that in this world that we are in and, and it's, this is that to me, that experience, it personified what we always talk about, and that is that one person's experience in the same circumstances can be so different oh. that it is impossible for the two people to even relate. And that is the case in the world of television news. It is a man's world, mm -hmm. and the women are just should just be grateful to breathe the air that what we were in the midst of. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. That is why, again, can we please reiterate that there are so many aging men on television news and the female chair is a rotating door. Like it is like one of those that you lose control of, like, you know, that spin around and you can't get out and you're stuck. It is, it, it's ridiculous. And it's, it was interesting, Tara, because you and I, we heard that there was a television station for sale. We may or may not have worked at this television station, <laughs> like <laughs> the same one and it's for sale. So you and I immediately were like, holy shit. So first of all, not a lot of people locally know that it's for sale. And so this is, and we're going to talk, we're going to talk about this and this is going to make people uncomfortable. I don't care. At least I know the people who are posting about me. I know you're listening. So here we go. A family owns this station, a family. And to work for a family when you were a news was so much better than working for a corporation because at least you thought you felt like this is, you know, they know me by name. I'm not a number. It's not like a factory, you know, like an assembly line. It was just better. And I was lucky enough to work for a family-owned broadcasting company in Texas. It was just different. So there, it is a nervous time. I feel bad for the people under that roof because now the future is unknown. It's, and it, this is the thing that people don't get. And I, you know, again, many things that we discuss are only really relatable to people that have walked in our shoes in a previous position or current one in the world of television news. And this is the thing, like, it's much different in television and the way things are portrayed than the, the real world. But there is an example that comes to mind that is really striking that I think that you will appreciate. Do you remember in Pretty Woman when, again, far-fetched Hollywood, when Hooker, Julia Roberts, you know, who had perfect teeth and was just so emotionally stable, when she hooks up with Richard Gere, do you remember that his job was to basically buy and struggling companies and, and then get them apart, fire yeah. everybody? And mm -hmm. so, so what people have to understand is when you are in a job like, you know, we are today in your case, nonprofit, my case, public school district, 
you take the stability of that for granted. And your job is definitely tenuous in that you have to do a lot of fundraising, but there are not people on the board that are planning, you know, to fire you and replace you with somebody who's 20 pounds lighter and 20 years younger. I mean, that's the difference, right? right? And so when you think about our existence in that arena, in the span of my 20 year career in television news, I believe I went through three sales, okay? And here's the difference. When I was 20 and I was single, no kids, going through a sale was like, oh, whatevs, if I have to move, and I don't say the word whatevs, I'm just, you know, pretending like I'm some clueless 20 year old. I would not have been nearly impacted emotionally knowing that I had, I was living in an apartment, I was leasing a car, like I had no strings attached. I was so flexible. I was so footloose and fancy free that on a whim, I took a job in Iowa and moved halfway across the country. So, I mean, you just don't have the level of fear gripping you about the potential bottom dropping out because there was nothing really at stake for me. Well, then fast forward to my 30s and then it was different. I mean, I was married and I had kids and like, you know, we're supporting our family income and, and everyone's relying on mama bringing home a paycheck. Right. <laughs> so that's where it's different. And then now, you know, think of us now, the poor suckers that we are in our forties. Can you imagine? I mean, I just hate that. It makes me sweat, my palms sweat, just thinking about if I were in that position where somebody might come in and say like, I don't like you doing the news because you're getting paid too much or there's somebody who's younger, who's thinner and will be deemed more, um, you know, exciting visually to right. our audience that could take your job and do, and who cares? And so here's the thing that people don't get. Amanda and me in no way are presuming to know anything about this current you know, situation that, that she was speaking of, what we are saying is in our experience, having lived through years of going through this kind of thing, it is uh, demoralizing at times. Let's be honest, when I came in to that managerial situation, I had that loyalty to the person who hired me by default because they gave me a job. They were giving me a paycheck. Then fast forward to when you replaced me and there was that power play of, oh, even though I was choosing to leave on my own accord, it was an opportunity for the current management to have a say in which, you know, next brand of female comes in to take the big chair. And so you had perhaps an unspoken loyalty and really a connection with the management that, that I, that was lost on me because I was not hired by the person who ultimately became, you know, my supervisor. Right. It, yeah, right. Well, it was a power play too because what they put us in the same room together, really. Oh, yeah. and yet, like you're. T you, let's be let's be honest. Anybody who works in television news has an ego. You have an ego. Absolutely. I had an ego, Tara. Like you are. Like otherwise, you'd work for the paper if you wanted to be a journalist. If you were wanted to be on television, you wanted to be seen, and you had an ego. So you're taking two women, strong women. Like the fact that she and I are friends is mystical. <laughs> it is. It's mystical. And the reason we became friends is because I feel like you and I are the same where we know our place. You know, I'm saying like, we don't need to steal from somebody else to make ourselves shine. We know how to do that on our own. And so it was kind of like, you know, game recognized game. Like, I'm going to respect you. Like, I'm going to learn from you. Like, help me, you know, teach me some stuff. 
Cause I was an athlete my whole life. So if I was on the bench, it's not my time to get on the court yet. So it wasn't my time yet. So you and I would take those little trips to like high V when I get to work and you kind of give me the skinny and on everything and all the drama going on in the newsroom. And that's what that thing is. But they brought us in and they want it to pit. And the reason I know that is because it's been happening every time I left a station it was like the new anchor was thrown in my face and like the news director would be like, Oh, this is who's replacing you. And she's better at you at X, Y, and Z. They did the same thing with me and you. It just didn't work. Here is the beauty of that situation. One, the overlap, which was actually in hindsight, somewhat ridiculous that I wasn't able to just be put out to pasture, but had to sit there, you know, like watching you do the Dubuque fireworks show. I was in a great position then by default of being able to, to get to know you and spend time with you. Because had I walked out and you walked in, it would have been like, okay, don't let the door, you know, hit you on your way out. And maybe we would have never connected. Or if we had, there would have been all these preconceived ideas about, oh, Tara's like this, or Amanda said that, or Tara thinks this. I mean, I love that it was the purity of like you and I could connect as women and as, you know, in that elite group of people that can actually relate to what it feels like to be in that position where you're coming in or going out and knowing that, you know, all eyes are on you. I mean, like all eyes on me to quote one of our Tupac, fave Tupac <laughs> songs. So here's what I will tell you. I am grateful, not only that from that a close friendship was born, but I am grateful that at that time in my life at 40 years old, I had the maturity and I hope other women take this to heart. I had the maturity to realize this was not about me. If it were not Amanda strolling in from North Carolina, it would have been another woman to mm -hmm. take my place. Right. Why not give her the advantage, the insight, the knowledge that I had to make her transition more smooth because I was the only one in that entire newsroom that was in a position to do so. Right. And so I did the right thing and what I felt would and should have been done to me given previous circumstances, if the maturity and the unselfishness had been there, I wanted well, to gift that to you. And I appreciate that. And this is the big difference here, right? You were not threatened by me and I was not threatened by you. We were both secure enough in our own badassery, if that's even a word, <laughs> that I didn't have to, I never looked behind my back or around my shoulder. I was never... I've never been threatened by anybody. I've, even when the news directors would tell you that there were people out there who were skinnier or prettier um, or younger than me, I was never threatened by anybody. And that's the difference. So that's well, the difference. And so, and so my first night on new, the news, we did a story about the local school district and you're the spokesperson for that school district. And it was top story. And so then we cut, I'm introing this story first night on the desk we go to a sound like you know uh, some soundbite from you and your face pops up there was no issue fast mm -hmm. forward mm -hmm. several years, years later when i switch into the nonprofit sector there's a very big story about child abuse the local television station won't put me on the news won't interview me who is the expert on the matter because, quote, they don't want to confuse viewers and it makes other people uncomfortable if I would be seen on the news again, since I'm no longer thinking, get the hell out of here. Get the hell out well, of here. Here's what I'll tell you. Like viewers, not only are they confused, but as we talked about in this past election cycle, so only weeks ago, I was approached at Dollar General 
with someone lamenting how hard it would be for me to handle the hours and work that elections night. <laughs> so right. like, they still think tires on the news. So, yeah, there so I mean, that's how unimportant we are, but here's, okay, this is something, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, this is something that, that I said, and, and I need to share this with you because this will resonate with so many people. Think of the job that you're doing now and in some ways, how you, you know, are getting, are too comfortable or take it for granted, or you're just going through the motions. I was at that place in television. I had been committed to all the sacrifices that led me to do that job for two decades. I mean, I started when I was like 18, 19, doing internships, six internships in college, low, low paid minimum wage starting mm-hmm. out. Fast forward all the way to my later years of being the evening, you know, female anchor. I was not utilizing and leveraging the privilege and position of that platform to maximize slash deserve to retain the seat. And I, and I was honest enough with myself and my God to be able to say, you know what, God, like, do I even deserve to do this job anymore? If I'm not going to maximize the opportunity, the privilege I've been given, like, which again goes back to that Bible verse that I love, like to whom much is given, much is expected. Like I wasn't living up to the expectations and I knew that about myself. And I, it was time, it was time to move on. And, and, and the, you know, the expiration date approaching, so to speak, you know, getting, hitting 40. I mean, you know, that was a factor too, like sands through the hourglass. But I'll tell you what I said one time after I saw, you know, just initially having conversations with you and, and what your background entailed in terms of like the anti-bullying initiatives. Once I saw how committed you were to going beyond just reading a teleprompter and you were spearheading with initially Kirk Smalley and others, you know, these, these large community events where you had to put in a lot of time and effort outside of your usual commitment to, to pull these off and just how you were reaching out and partnering with school districts and so many local people and agencies. I said to my husband at one point, I said, you know what? Like what she is doing, how she is using the the power and reach of that position for good is far surpassing what I was doing at that time. Mm-hmm. And so she deserves the job. Like she deserves to be in that position. And so I don't know if I ever told you that. It was wow. like, it was validating to me to say, you know what? I did the right thing because God led me to like a new position where I could pour new energy and passion as I've done into it. And so as a contrast, like I had to step aside because I needed to make room for the person that was going to take the baton and run with it and do bigger and better things. That's making me tear up and I don't tear up. (laughs) No, it's it. I'm, I'm thankful for it happened. And it's, you know, we've talked about that you and I weren't meant to be friends, but I, well, do you remember it was the, um, it was one of our first lunches and we took a picture and it was at that wing place we went to. And it was one of our first lunches together after I was on the desk and you went to the school district and we posted it on social media and it went crazy viral. But some of my supervisors were very, very nervous. How often do you guys hang out? What do you talk about? And it was like, <laughs> wait a minute. It was like, is are the secrets going to be revealed? 
Is she not going to, like, Amanda won't drink the Kool-Aid anymore if she knows what really, like, I totally get it now. You know, and, and for us to be seen in public together, it literally was like, we were like zoo animals. <laughs> like the way people would look at us, like, oh, look at them. Like, they're out together. Exactly. It's, it's, and then it was always together, funny. You know? It was always funny because they, we, we resemble each other. You know, and then people are like, I swear your sisters. And then they would look at you. Hi, Amanda, we'll see you tonight on the news. And you would just play along with it. And they look at me. Hey, Tara, how do you like working at the school? Do you miss the news? No, not at all. But can you imagine if we hated each other and people would refer to us? And people are so gracious, so nice, because I have been, this is my eighth school year. I was thinking, okay, so I left, you came in, I left in 2013 and now we're in 2021. And I mean, you blink and time flies. And, and so I laugh because there are still so many kind, caring people that come up to me at the grocery store and say, how do you like your new job? And then I say, great. You know, I, I've been doing this for seven years. Mm-hmm. And then amazing. it's like, you're kidding me. I can't believe, it. you know, or they'll see my kid, you know, now being in high school, playing sports and say like, I just can't believe your kid is this old. And I'm like, believe me, I can't believe I'm this old. But here's the thing too. If anyone listening is in, is walking in our shoes, if you're the Tara who's exiting gracefully, at least trying to, or if you're the Amanda who's coming in, knowing that you have, you know, shoes to fill. Big shoes well, to and in some ways you have a lot to overcome in terms of, you know, the unfair judgment and, and the, the cattiness, be that person like we were who rises above and forges, you know, that professional respect, courtesy, and in our case, friendship with the person who you are being told by everyone in your midst is supposed to be your enemy. Absolutely. And don't try to fill shoes. Like I didn't try to be Tara. I, all I could do was be the best version of myself. Like that, that's it. And you know, yes, we resembled each other, but you know, and sometimes they said, well, Tara would do it this way. And I would say, well, I respect that. I'm going to try it this way because this is mm-hmm. who I am. Like I, I, th- I was getting to that point in my career is I'm not going to fit in this box anymore. I, I cannot, but I am so thankful, so thankful that I don't work in a business anymore, that day to day, I have to worry about whether I'm going to have a job or not based on who owns it. Because when you're talking about ownership of a television station, those owners want their own puppets in there. They want their own puppets. And when you're talking about, it's not about ratings for people. It's not about ratings for, for, for the, it's about making money. The owners want to make right. money. So they're going to cut costs. It's a business. And it's I, a business. So we respect, we respect what we know is true. It's a business. It is a business. And at the end of the day, it's um, they're going to trim the fat. So I worry about that. There are people who I care about. There are a few of them in that building. And I do. I, I worry about, you know, what is their future? Because I've been there. I've, I've been there. I've been there through ownership changes. You know, when I was in North Carolina, it was owned by this one company and then the new news director came in and it was just, she didn't like me anymore. Mm-hmm. So when I knew that I wanted to leave and I said, this isn't the right fit. And I was up with contract negotiations. I said, I think I'm going to start looking. And then a couple months later, she brought me in and to tell me that they weren't going to renew my contract. And I said, well, okay. Like, well, I already told you I didn't, I wasn't going to sign anyway. Oh, even if you did, Amanda, I don't want you. So like they have to get that dig in. So, so no, you can't quit. I'm firing you. Right. 
Exactly. Oh like, and it's because oh. they want their own puppets, the people that they can control. So you have a new owner coming. I mean, it's just. And, and here's the thing too. If you are that person who's replacing somebody who's exiting your same position, like me and what you said about forging your own path, so to speak, I, that, that was your, you know, right. I, my power and my control had to be checked at the door and suspended, so to speak, when I, when I walked out. And so people blow my mind when they try to like Monday morning quarterback and, you know, have some level of influence or in, in so far as a, a position in my case that I chose to walk away from. And so not only was it your now time to shine, but I never judged, you know, how you did anything or all of the above differently because you had earned the right to make it your own. Right. Well, I I think people, but I think what's sad, especially for women, women get intimidated by the people who go before them. And especially if you have, you know, it's like the hype crew of the other person. Well, she yes, did it this way. Yes. She did it this way. She did, and she was well, really good. Like oh my God. We loved you know? her. Yeah. because <laughs> And that's the only constant in television. <laughs> that, well, I, when I came to Iowa, I mean, thank God I had you because it was like blood in the water when I showed Absolutely. up. It was like an and episode that, of Jaws and I was on the little dinghy. <laughs> and isn't that crazy that it's small town Waterloo, Iowa. Imagine the larger markets yeah. uh, nationwide. I mean, so it, it, it is crazy that the level of competitiveness that you're dealing with, even in, in a small town, and that's the nature of a very small business where very few jobs oh. exist. And so, and I, I, you know, and like when especially women, like we all know women are nasty. We, we can be nasty to each other. And do you remember? So when I first came here, there was another female who um, worked at the television station. She was also up for your, your job. She didn't get it. And she was a brunette, had dark, dark hair. And she told the publisher of the newspaper at the time, well, apparently, unless you're blonde and have two kids, you, you can't have that job. That's why Amanda got hired. So like, she's going to like knock me and say, the only reason I got it had nothing to do with skill. So I eventually confronted her about it. I'm like, you didn't get the job because you weren't as good as me. And she like looked at me and it's like, and she went back behind my back and was like, she's so cocky. She's so cocky. No, I'm aware. And I'm gonna put my foot down to bullshit. Because we have to fight against men to prove that we're worthy to be in the room. I'm not trying to fight against a woman. You know, I, I don't need to convince you why I earn my spot. And that's the problem. If we could stop knocking each other and stop being intimidated, celebrate someone's strengths. And if you're not as strong as them, then you work on you. Don't worry oh. about what another woman's doing. You do you. And that is the problem. And that is why. like, If women weren't threatened by other people... I think we would, we, it would be a much stronger sisterhood because right now it's not. Completely. And for those of you who are being pressured or feeling the pull of pitting yourself against another female professional peer, resist it and try to embrace that maturity and that integrity that you can walk away or, you know, in the future, feel good about fostering. Amen. Great note to, to end on. Y'all make it a great week. Lift someone else up. Even that girl you can't stand. 